Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This morning, a swimmer mauled to death by a shark. Beaches closed following Sydney's first fatal attack in almost 60 years. First, the nurses, now the paramedics. Ambulance officers go on strike across New South Wales. A new scandal for the Queen in her Jubilee year. Police looking into Prince Charles's charity. Victoria all but certain to host the 2026 Commonwealth Games. And our ski cross star eyes off a podium finish in Beijing. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Several Sydney beaches will be closed today following the city's first fatal shark attack in almost 60 years. A swimmer died after being mauled by a suspected great white, roughly four metres long, off Randwick's Little Bay Beach. Witnesses reported seeing a person dragged under the surf. The victim has not yet been identified. Paramedics across New South Wales have gone on strike for 24 hours, demanding better conditions and more pay. Burnt-out ambulance officers will still do call-outs, but they're refusing to leave their allocated stations, leaving some sites short-staffed. Our paramedics really have been the heroes on the front line uh, of this pandemic. It's just one kick in the guts after the other, and to be honest, we've had it. The union is demanding 1,500 extra staff on the road and a suitable wage increase. Victoria's blueprint for living with COVID will be unveiled tomorrow and it's expected several key restrictions will be wound back. One of the top priorities, ditching masks in offices to help entice workers back into the city. Density limits, QR codes and dancing bans are also being reviewed. A new round of restaurant and accommodation vouchers is also expected to be announced next week to revive Melbourne's CBD. Pictures showing patients lying on the floor waiting for help at Gold Coast University Hospital have sparked fresh outrage over Queensland's health crisis. But a spokesperson says the pictures don't indicate a lack of beds and that at the time staff were treating life-threatening cases. This is just a reflection of the sorts of demands uh, and our issues that our emergency departments face. And after nearly two years, the hotel quarantine system has officially come to an end in Queensland. Mark McGowan has escaped a COVID scare after attending a brewery the same night as a positive case. It comes as the WA Premier prepares to fly to Sydney to give evidence in his legal stoush with Clive Palmer. Yesterday, the billionaire told Sydney's federal court he feared for his life during a war of words with Mr McGowan and that WA's laws destroyed the mining magnate's investments. Mr McGowan is counter-suing. 
The royal family is facing its second scandal in two days, with police launching an investigation into Prince Charles's charity. Scotland Yard is looking into cash for honours allegations involving the prince's former aide. It's alleged Michael Fawcett helped secure the prince's support for a Saudi billionaire to receive a knighthood and British citizenship in exchange for millions in donations. Meantime, the Queen has made her first in-person appearance since her second son, Prince Andrew, settled his civil sexual assault lawsuit. Outgoing Liberal MP Nicole Flint has given a blistering farewell speech calling out sexist abuse during her time in Parliament. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Taylor. She's advocating for better protection for women in politics. She is, Jodie. Good morning. Saying no one should have to endure the sorts of abuse and harassment that she experienced during her time in politics. Previously vocal about the sexist and misogynistic attacks she suffered while representing her South Australian seat of Boothby, Ms Flint said she used her valedictory speech to single out public figures of influence who she says were behind the attacks. They've stalked me, suggested I should be strangled criticised the clothes I wear and the way I look, called me a whiny little repeatedly, repeatedly called me weak, a and apologised for the language, and much, much worse. Ms Flint singled out opposition leader Anthony Albanese, saying he had failed to call out or condemn abuse directed towards her. She also called on the parliament and tech giants and social media to strengthen laws to shield women from the sorts of attacks she has faced during her time in parliament. Jodie. OK, Taylor Aiken, thank you. A multi-millionaire chief executive says he's the victim of extortion after video emerged of him appearing to smoke drugs. Jeff Bainbridge resigned as chief of Lark Distillery after this video was released. In it, he says he's smoking methamphetamine and claims it was filmed during a trip to Asia in 2015. He alleges the video was used to extort $9,000 from him and that he was asked for more money before it was published. Victoria is all but certain to host the Commonwealth Games in 2026, the state government signing an agreement to begin exclusive negotiations. Bendigo and Ballarat are both slated to play a central role in the Games and Geelong is pushing to host the opening and closing ceremonies. The cost of the state's bid for the Games will be revealed at the end of a two-month negotiation process. A court has heard Marion Barter's secret lover denied knowing her when he was first questioned by police. Rick Bloom finally took the stand at an inquest into the Gold Coast school teacher's disappearance yesterday and admitted to using more than a dozen different aliases. When asked why he changed his name so many times, he described it as a fantasy and said he couldn't explain. Ms Barter went missing in 1997 after returning from a European holiday. It's been revealed veteran Australian journalist George Negus has dementia. Mr Negus, who is best known for his work on 60 Minutes and Foreign Correspondent, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's last year and moved into a Sydney nursing home. His family has released a statement thanking people for their good wishes and saying George continues to give and receive the love and respect of us all. A Victorian family fears their son has gone missing while copying a lonely hiker whose story was made into a Hollywood movie. That man's journey ended in tragedy and police are worried Sam Thompson could meet the same fate. 
A note pinned to a tree asks Samuel Thompson to call police. We really want to hear from him. We really want him to give us a call or a text. The 19-year-old left a note inside the book Into the Wild. The story of a hiker's journey alone into the wilderness was made into a movie. There are people in this world who go looking for adventure. But the story has a tragic ending. He dies of starvation. That's caused us great concern. Sam Thompson's last known contact was with Sally Optug. He had a cup of coffee with us and then my husband invited him to stay the night. Sally and her husband picked Sam up hitchhiking in Swan Hill. Nine days after, he said goodbye to his family. He camped in their backyard. The following day, the pair dropped him off in Naya. He did make mention of Mildura. Whether that is his, his planned destination or not, we, can, we can't confirm at this stage. And on Monday, police found his Nissan Navara 20 kilometres east of Swan Hill. It's not unusual for Sam Thompson to go camping, but in the past, he's always gone with mates. This time, he's alone. His friends don't know where he's gone and they can't get hold of him. We all love him and we miss him. Cassie Zervos, 7 News. The risk of heart attack and stroke could be slashed thanks to new research from Sydney's Victor Chang Institute. Scientists have identified 162 genes that cause coronary heart disease, including one which can start blocking your arteries from the moment you're born. Margaret Kilby prides herself on a healthy lifestyle but had four heart attacks, the first at age 35. When you're in the throes of the heart attack, you're in indescribable pain and agony. She was diagnosed 20 years ago with a hereditary condition. Her father died at just 42. And I also lost my uh, dad when I was only seven. Margaret has a defective gene that causes cholesterol overload from birth, blocking arteries. Now, Sydney scientists have identified more than 160 other dodgy genes. By bringing together genetic information from DNA and also from tissues, it enabled us to take a deep dive on the specific genes. With a strong focus on factor one and how this gene can impact cell walls in a patient's arteries. Findings that can lead to targeted treatment and a standardised genetic test to identify those most at risk. I think it's only a matter of a few years before we do have those genetic tests in the clinic for our patients. The advantage of genetic testing is that if defective genes are detected early, high cholesterol and other factors can be managed. With the right treatment, your risk of heart disease will be greatly reduced. I can't imagine the amounts of people that this will benefit. It is groundbreaking. Angelique Opie, 7 News. Emergency services rushed to the Brisbane home of rugby league great Gordon Tallis after a gas line exploded while he was barbecuing dinner on the patio. Tallis called it a malfunction. Honours were here so quick, so it was perfect and the professionals looked after it. So it was fine. And everybody's fine. Everybody's OK. Tallis's partner was treated in hospital for minor burns to her legs. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading down this morning. The Nasdaq is also lower. In London, the FTSE finished slightly down and Germany's DAX lost 42 points. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed up. Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose. The All Lords finished in positive territory, as did the ASX 200, up 78 points. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,867 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 94 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 71.85 US cents, almost 83 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand.
A tanker truck carrying more than 30,000 litres of gasoline has exploded after the driver crashed into a building near New York. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. The explosion caused a major fire. A morning, Jody. 150 firefighters dispatched to this fire on Long Island, about 50 kilometres east of New York City. Three of them injured, two in hospital. The truck driver also injured, miraculous really, that he managed to escape. A fuel tanker with 35,000 litres of petrol aboard, rolling and crashing into an old furniture store. The fire so intense it sent flames 20 metres into the air and destroyed the building to the extent where the second floor collapsed in on the first. Though this happened at 1.10 in the morning, uh, thankfully no one was in the building and no one more hurt than the truck driver and those firefighters. The concern now for the environmental damage, having dumped that amount of uh, fuel into the environment, firefighters report flames gushing out of about seven manholes in the general area. They say the petrol has gone into the local sewers system and creeks and they're using drones now to try to track where it's gone and how much harm it's done. Jody, What a disaster. Thanks Tim. At least 38 people have died in Brazil after torrential rains triggered floods and mudslides. Houses in hillside neighbourhoods in the city of Petropolis were destroyed and cars swept away as flood water raced through the streets. Search and rescue teams are combing through mud and debris looking for survivors. The city's mayor has declared a state of emergency. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code SUMMER. An exceptionally rare blue diamond could fetch up to 70 million Australian dollars when it goes to auction in Hong Kong. The 15-carat step-cut gem is the largest vivid blue diamond ever to go under the hammer. Known as the De Beers Cullinan Blue, the stone was found in a mine in South Africa last year. It's been graded as vivid blue, the highest possible grade for coloured diamonds. To sport, an Aussie ski cross athlete and stroke survivor Sammy Kennedy-Sim will make her first run of the Beijing Winter Olympics today. After three trips to the Games, she's looking to better her personal best, an eighth-placed finish four years ago. I am so excited to be racing today. It is my third Olympic Games. Not many people get to do this, and I can't wait to see what I can produce. Australians can do anything, and I certainly believe in that. Australia's Greta Small will take to the slopes in the women's alpine combined downhill at 1.30 Eastern time. Catch all the action live and free on 7. 
Defending Supercars champion Shane Van Gisbergen was a kid with a new toy yesterday, testing his Red Bull Commodore for the first time just over two weeks out from the start of a new season. SVG was among several drivers at Queensland's raceway, including Shell Ford arch-rival Anton Di Pasquale. Sydney's Eastern Creek hosts a nighttime season opener from March 4. COVID is completely disrupting the Adelaide Crows pre-season. They've cancelled Friday's internal trial. 12 players either have it or are close contacts and another four players are unavailable through injury. Next week's practice match against Brisbane is also at risk of being canned. Hollywood actors George Clooney and Julia Roberts have returned to Queensland's southeast to continue filming their upcoming blockbuster. Our cameras caught a glimpse of Julia arriving on set. Production on the movie Ticket to Paradise had to be shut down during the Omicron outbreak. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, troughs will generate storms in northern WA, the top end and tropical Queensland, and isolated showers and storms in New South Wales and Victoria. Troughs will also maintain hot, dry winds in WA's west and heat across the northern interior. A front will cool the southeast and bring strong, showery winds to Tasmania. Around the capitals today, partly cloudy in Brisbane, heading for a top of 29 degrees. Mostly sunny, 31 in Sydney. Partly cloudy, 31 the top as well in Canberra. Melbourne, a possible early shower, 24. Partly cloudy in Hobart today, heading for 22 degrees. Cloudy and 25 in Adelaide. Sunny and hot again in Perth, 37 degrees the top. And a shower or two and a possible storm in Darwin, 32 degrees. And that's 7 Early News for this Thursday, the 17th of February, 2022.